Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So we've got big news in the bond market. You guys know the narrative that the government is going to create tons of supply. They're going to run these huge deficits. Therefore, they're going to be treasuries just raining down from the sky, and there's not enough demand. So the interest rates on these treasuries are going to go higher and higher and higher and higher So we get to the 10-year being at 20% or wherever it was in the 1970s. This has been the narrative over the last two or three months. But what has happened in reality? Just today, just a couple of hours ago, the 10-year Treasury yield fell below 4.4%. Remember just a couple of months ago, it was up at 5%, and everyone thought it was going to 10, 15, 20. But now, all of a sudden, it's plummeted. But what's fascinating is not just what's happening to the 10-year Treasury, what's also happening to the two-year Treasury. Let's go right over into CNBC and check this out. So 10-year Treasury yield recovers, I don't know if recover is the right word, after hitting a two-month low. So first first thing I've got highlighted, the benchmark 10-year yield ticked up today or just in the last couple hours. But earlier this morning, it was down to 4.369. I think that's the big news. It's lowest level since September 20th. Now, listen to this, though, guys. The two-year note yield, meanwhile, rose by up to uh, four basis points, up to 4.932. So what is happening right now? I mean, this is really (laughs) unbelievable. The yield curve is becoming more inverted. Remember how it's steepening out. And everyone was saying that we're going to see this bear steepener. Remember that? Oh, the bear steepener, the bear steepener. Interest rates are going through the roof at the long end of the curve because there's no more demand. No one's buying. Everyone knows that the government's going to run these huge deficits. The federal debt has exploded higher. And there's just so many of, there's so much supply that's coming in from Janet Yellen that the market can't handle it now and they're never going to be able to handle it and so we're just going to have this straight line up and remember the curve was becoming uninverted but i said back then that this is actually a good thing if you're hoping for a soft landing if you're hoping for a no landing then interest rates at the long end of the curve going up like they were is actually a good sign i've said on this channel for months now that i would know that I am likely wrong about a recession or the inversion of the yield curve. I I would know that this time it's likely different if the curve was uninverted as a result of the bear steepener. I've said that over and over and over again. But recently, what we've seen is the exact opposite. The 10-year plummeting, the two-year going down, but not as much to the point where we see the curve is more inverted today. Let's go to another chart of this inversion and you can see this is what i'm talking about this was when the narrative is that the supply of bonds is going to overwhelm demand and since we've had that narrative the yield has gone down the inversion has expanded the yield on the 10-year so i think the first lesson here is another thing that we've been talking about on this channel frequently we talk about in rebel capitalist pro all the time is you've got to look at these narratives And if you want to be a trader, I think it would behoove you to consider just fading the mainstream narrative. So when, even if you agree with it, for heaven's sakes, 
If everyone is saying how interest rates are going up, they're probably going to go down. If everybody is saying how interest rates are going to go down, they're probably going to go up, at least in the short term. And I think that's kind of, again, the first lesson of the day. But that's not the last lesson of the day. <laughs> oh, but wait, there is more. Let's go over to a story that kind of confirms what we're seeing play out in the yield curve with it becoming more inverted, which would lead us to the conclusion that the probability is still very, very high that we go into a recession and have a hard landing. Remember, if we were going to have this no landing, soft landing scenario, you'd see that steepen out as a result of the bear steepener. You would not see the curve becoming more inverted as a result of the 10-year treasury going down. I'm talking about the yields. And yesterday, we talked about Bezos, Jeff Bezos, coming out and selling a billion dollars, in fact, more than a billion dollars, worth of shares in Amazon. And just a couple of weeks ago, we did a story on Jamie Dimon selling 1 million shares of JP Morgan. So if you've got confidence in the banking system moving into 2024, Jamie Dimon, are you going to sell those shares? You're going to sell a million shares? If you've got confidence in the U.S. economy, which I think Amazon is a fantastic proxy, if you're Bezos, are you selling $1.3 billion worth of shares? But it doesn't end there. Look at this story. Today, just out, Jack Ma <laughs> was, was going to sell. Um, let's see. Let's get down. Now, just for those of you who don't know, Jack Ma is the, the founder of Alibaba the Chinese e-commerce giant. And he had plans to sell, Just he just changed his mind because the price had gone down. Maybe he thinks he, you know, he was too late to the, the he was too late to sell those shares. Maybe he's gonna get his hand kind of caught in the cookie jar here. But his plan, according to regulatory filings, was to sell 10 million shares, 10 million. I think that's actually the same amount of shares that Jeff Bezos actually did sell. And the 10 million shares would be valued at around 870 million. But that's not the end of this story. Let's go down. And I want you to notice right here what it says. I'll try to highlight it here for you. Jack Ma has not sold a single share, meaning Jack Ma has never sold a share of Alibaba. Never, ever. Since he started the company. And now all of a sudden, this e-commerce giant in China, he's looking to sell almost a billion dollars worth of this stuff. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it coincides with what we're seeing in interest rates and these curves that are so important. And now that the inversion is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, that delta is increasing, not decreasing. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. 
So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So now let's go over to a video because I really want you guys to see this. This is uh, David Rosenberg, who's one of my favorites. Whenever he's on Macro Voices or on Forward Guidance or the podcast that I listen to. By the way, I want to give a shout out to my good buddy, Adam Taggart, who just started a brand new YouTube channel. Josh, what's Adam's new channel? We were talking to him about it in New Orleans. I think it's just Adam Taggart. It's Adam Taggart? Okay, well, go ahead, uh, guys. I'm pretty just, sure. If you want to subscribe to Adam's new channel, which is going to be similar to what he was doing, but even better, uh, you can just put Adam Taggart into the YouTube search bar. It'll come right up. And he's got a brand new podcast as well. So definitely uh, subscribe to that. But uh, bottom line is whenever I would hear David Rosenberg interviewed by guys that I like, like Adam, I would always listen to it. He always had good uh, insights and I think a good take. So let's go over to a video. Let me do a quick quick uh, screen share and listen to his most recent comments, which I think will resonate with most of you on this live stream and uh, definitely give us kind of a, 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 a broader um, view of what we're seeing with the stories with Jack Ma, Amazon, Jamie Dimon, and the inversion of the curve getting even steeper. I think this will uh, add a lot to that. And here it is. Economists and people, investors who are celebrating a soft landing, don't celebrate too soon because you say soft landings don't necessarily end well. Well, because, you know, the, the debate, it's a bit of a false debate uh, about uh, the soft landing because soft landings do exist. They're part of the business cycle. But what they are is they're the bridge or the transition phase from the expansion to the contraction um, so the debate is, are we going to have a soft landing? Uh, but the answer is that we've been in a soft landing all year long. The question becomes, what happens next? See, it's so simple. But if you think about it, it makes so much sense. That sure, we're going to have a we always have soft landings, but that's just the time when we go from growth to contraction. <laughs> that's that time in between. Just like we had a soft landing in 2007 to the middle of 2008. Sure, we had a very, very soft landing, right? But then what comes next? The GFC. And I think that's what we have to look forward to in 2024. That's what's going to come next. And again, this is not George Gammon talking. This is the yield curve. This is the market telling you what is going to come next. This is the market saying that, hey, this soft landing stuff is nonsense. We're most likely going to have a hard landing. Why? Because it's played out this way every single time going back to 1950 when you look at what the curve is telling you. All I'm doing at the end of the day is just communicating verbally to you, the audience, what the yield curve is communicating to you in a nonverbal way. And traditionally, the soft landing is the appetizer for the inevitable recession. Uh, so that's really what the story is. I think that the the theme for 2024 will be that this recession that was delayed is going to be proven next year that it was never derailed. So even though inflation has abated, you think that we are still 
the soft landing will still be followed by a recession. What what can get us off that path, if anything? Or is it a foregone conclusion in your mind that this is where the cycle is going? I think that it's uh, as much a foregone conclusion as anything can be. I mean, I don't deal in zeros or hundreds. We're always playing the probabilities. Um, but uh, inflation typically comes down. Uh, I mean, you could have a situation where supply factors help, but principally, they come down also because of a weakness in demand. But let's go over that, guys. Let's go back to this story that we initially started with and think that through. What what could change anything? Because most people think that, oh, well, obviously the Fed could change that if they want to. I mean, sure. Once the Fed sees that we're headed for a hard landing, are they just going to drop interest rates and problems solved? Because everybody knows that the Fed controls interest rates, the Fed controls liquidity, the Fed controls money, the Fed controls the economy. So, hello, this is a no-brainer. As soon as this, the Fed sees some storm clouds on the horizon, they're just going to drop rates and the economy is going to boom. But you see, what those people don't understand is that the Fed doesn't control anything. At the very best, they distort things. And what happens is the, the reason interest rates go down, especially at the long end of the curve, not because they're predicting that the Fed is going to drop rates and we're going to have this soft landing. That's not what the long end of the curve is telling you. That's not what interest rates are saying. Interest rates are going down for one reason, and it has nothing to do with the Fed. They're going down because future growth and inflation expectations are plummeting. That means recession. And if the, the Fed is just a sideshow, they're going to respond to what the yield curve is predicting. That's the bottom line. That's why the Fed is always behind the curve. They're not going to come out and see this coming drop rates and all of a sudden the economy booms again because the Fed doesn't control the economy. And the economy is going to go down regardless of what the Fed's going to do. And they're just going to respond to the recession that if the yield curve is right, once again, we will have in 2024. Again, no certainties, only probabilities. All right, guys, I'd like to remind you that tickets are on sale right now for Rebel Capitalist Live. And we've got a discount until Friday just for Thanksgiving. So if you want to check out the speakers that we have lined up, guys like Jeff Snyder, Mike Green, some of the past speakers, you can go to rebelcapitalistlive.com and get your discounted tickets just for the next couple of days. We'll see you in the next video and we'll see you at Rebel Capitalist Live 2024 in Orlando.